Do these guys like you, the ball players? I don't. I don't really care. Isn't that funny? I don't really care whether they like me. I'd like them to respect me, and sometimes that doesn't happen. What I try to do is instill a sense of discipline in my players, a mental toughness and a discipline. Uh, I don't want players going out there and being treated like heroes if they don't act like heroes. Right. George Steinbrenner has been a self-styled general pattern of baseball, a man who over the years has demanded perfection from his players. When you put the pinstripes on, you're not just putting a baseball uniform on. You're wearing tradition and you're wearing pride. And you're going to wear it the right way. These fellas have it pretty good. They don't have to do a lot of thinking during their baseball career because we have the bus there at this hotel. They're pre-checked in. They get on the bus. They go to the ballpark. They play their game. The bus is waiting. They come back. I try to tell them that you've got to get prepared for life because there's going to come a day soon when that doesn't happen. Are you a graceful loser? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm like a Yankee fan. My foot has gone through a number of television sets in my time. Uh, I bleed like those guys out there do, the fans. I mean, they hate to see you lose, and, and I hate to lose. Uh, do you take it personally? Yes. Yes, I, mean, I do. What does it say about George Steinbrenner when the Yankees lose? It says he's one of the worst losers in the world. <laughs> you show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. <laughs> And hello once again and welcome to the Mecca Sports Talk. I'm your host Keith Dewar for this Tuesday, October 19, 2021. And that, of course, was the boss back in his heyday from a 60 Minutes interview on CBS back in 1987. And again, you listen to that interview and if you're a Yankee fan, you say to yourself, man, do I wish George was still around. Now... There were some down years, let's not get crazy, there were some down years when he was running the show, and, and at that time, in 1987, the Yankees were slowly on the decline until they really hit the dark days in 1990, 91, and 92. But George, you know, like it or not, hey, after he came back from the suspension in 1990, when he got suspended in 1990, excuse me, and then came back uh, a couple of years after that, the Yankees were in a good spot because they had made some smart trades, and obviously George finally started to listen to the front office a little bit and this and that, and the Yankees obviously went on their dynasty run with four championships in five years, and then another one in 2009 for the cherry on top before George passed away the following year in 2010. But as a Yankee fan, we're all clamoring for, you know, him. But unfortunately, he's not coming back. And right now, as we can see with his son, Hal, Hal is nothing like his father. You know, George's motto was always two things, the two most important things that George Steinbrenner said were the, the most important things were number one was breathing, and that's pretty obvious. The number two thing was winning. Win at all costs. It doesn't matter what I gotta do, how much money I gotta spend, what that what players I gotta get. Because it was all about making sure that the fan base got their money's worth. And that the fan base could be proud of watching their team play every single day. 
and have a chance to win a championship every year. And granted, there were years that the Yankees made some stupid moves. I mean, hell, in 1987, George Steinbrenner was firing people like as easy as it was to breathe in and out. You know, Bucky Dent got fired. Lou Pinella got fired. Dick Houses got fired. Uh, Bob Lemon got fired. B- fired. Billy Martin got fired once, twice, three times, four times, five times. Lou Pinella got fired. Stump Merrill got fired. Buck Showalter got fired. On and on and on and on. Now, I'm not saying that we need something ruthless as that when we're talking about 2021. Although, of course, you know, 2021 now... You can't hurt the player's feelings. You know, George was like, I don't care if the players like me or don't like me. And he's totally right. He's the one that friggin' signed the checks. Just like Hal is right now. If I if it was me, I could care less if the players like me or not. I'm paying you. Go out there and perform. And that's the way it should be. And to me, Hal is being sold a can of BS... By Brian Cashman and his cronies in the front office and all the friggin' analytical idiots or schmucks or whatever the heck you want to call them that is sitting there spewing out friggin' Excel spreadsheets left and right, which are basically a crock of crap. It's basically toilet paper at this point. Why is there, why is there, and why are there analytics spewing out crap and Tampa's is basically... Spewing out gold nuggets every friggin' two seconds. Now, regardless of what happened to Tampa against the Red Sox and the ALDS, the point is that Tampa's sitting there with a $60 million payroll, and the Yankees have a $200 million payroll. And to me right now, the team that looks better in the short and long term is Tampa. And how could that be? You know... I understand how spends a lot of money. Yes, that's great and all. I mean, money doesn't buy you a championship and doesn't win you a championship. And we know that from seeing the Yankees, from seeing up until last year, seeing the Dodgers. We've seen it, obviously, with the other local team, the Mets, pre-Steve Cohen. Although even this year with Steve Cohen, they spent all this money. And look what they did. They collapsed and they finished under five hundred. But, again, do I believe... That Hal thinks that winning is the next most important thing after breathing? I don't believe it is. And call me crazy because it's like, yeah, he spends $200 million every year. Yeah, that's wonderful. He's the one basically approving, hey, sign this guy, sign that guy. If this is how much money we have, etc. That's it. But his, his business acumen, his dollars and cents... You know, tax threshold, this and that. He sticks to that, and he doesn't go beyond that at all. George said, I could care less. Tax threshold? Who the hell cares? I'll go $50 million over. Who the hell cares? Because I want to make sure the fan base knows that we're trying our friggin' very best to bring a championship to the Bronx. And right now, to me... You know, I said the other day, you needed to change the philosophy of this team. You needed to press the reset button. You needed to start over. You needed a fresh slate, a clean slate, a blank page, whatever you want to call it. That's what you needed. Because right now, let me give you a scenario. They brought Aaron Boone back for three years with an option for a fourth. 
So he's he's manager at least through 2024, unless something crazy happens and he gets fired before then, which good luck with that. But the scenario is, let's say the Yankees, you know, they sign, I don't know, whoever. Let's say they sign Corey Seager, they bring back Anthony Rizzo, they trade for a, a pitcher of some sort, I don't know who. But let's say the ball rolls in the wrong direction or rolls downhill, like a, basically like an avalanche, in the wrong direction and they, you know, they win like mid-80s, like 85, 86 games. They miss the playoffs altogether next year. So let's say that happens, for instance. Brian Cashman has one more year left in his deal. So if that were to happen, then what do they do? What do the Yankees do? I mean, the logical thing would be tell Brian Cashman to take a hike. But let's say that happened. What do you do then? So let's say by some miracle they did decide that Brian Cashman, okay, thank you for your 30 years, but on on and uh, off you go. And you bring in another general manager. Well, what if that person wants to, you know, have their own manager? Well, what are you doing with Aaron Boone? You just signed him to a three-year deal. Is that person firing Boone? I mean, is Hal going to give the okay to fire Boone to sit on his ass for two more years? And do nothing? I highly doubt it. So to me, you know, this just reeks of not making any sense whatsoever. And this is why, like I said, you needed a clean slate. You know, because now it's the same stupid philosophy. And to me, it's like, you know, you're doing your jigsaw puzzle or you're, you're uh, at a construction site or something like that. And you have a you have a square you have a square screw or something like that, a round hole. And it's like, you know, get a bigger drill, get a bigger hammer, get a bigger this, get a bigger that. It ain't gonna friggin' fit. It's not gonna friggin' fit. So and this is the logic that this team has right now. The pieces don't fit. And to me, until you get a new philosophy in place, starting with the general manager, the head honcho in the in the front office, with whoever it is, and then a manager in the dugout who can motivate the players, keep them on their toes, you know, because as George said, hey, you know, respect's important and discipline's important, and you're damn right it's important. Because these peep, these players, as you see nowadays, they sit in lollygag and this and that. And I, you know, again, I'm old school. I hate all this stupid crap that they do, you know, with uh, all the showboating on the field. I, I, I don't like it at all to me. It's like, you know, act like you've done it before. Act like you've hit a homer before. Act like you've hit, you know, 300 before. That's the way it should be in my eyes. You're a professional. And to me, doing those things is not professional. But that's that's just me, you know. I mean, I know baseball has a, a an issue with ratings and this and that. They want more excitement. I get all that, but it, I, to me, it's like act like you've done it before. You know, I, that's just the way I see it. Act like you, you know, you played like Derek Jeter used to play, how Mariano Rivera used to play. They don't hot dog it. 
They they act like they've done it before. They act like they've been successful before. You know, a guy like Scott Rowland, who, you know, was a great third baseman, but when he would hit a ball deep over the fence, he'd put his head down and run around the bases, and that would be it. Or Larry Walker, same type of thing. You know, those are the kind of guys I used to like watch play. Not these guys now that, that dog it and showboat and this and that. You know, and every, I mean, people were going crazy, like as an example. How many times this year did you see the Yankees, uh, let's say they had a runner on second base, a, ball, a ground ball to the left side, in front of the runner at second base, and he continues to his third. So obviously, what does the shortstop do? He throws it to third. Because the runner's a dead duck. And that's exactly what happened. And how many times did you see that this year? And Yankee fans, you know, like, oh, you know, well, Boone should teach them, you know, blah, blah. No. That, to me, I'll defend Boone on that. Or any other manager, for that matter. Because, you you know, if you don't know the friggin' fundamentals like that, then your ass needs to go back down to the minor leagues. Or go find another friggin' daytime job. You know, that's baseball 101 right there. You don't do that sort of thing. But yes, there were times that there were other things that would go on and and you just say to yourself, man, this team just does not, you know, they have, they just look so flawed. And we know this team is flawed. They strike out too much. They don't make enough contact. They don't have enough speed. You know, they, they and obviously some of these guys are just injury prone as can be. I mean, you can't predict that. But, I mean, when they gave, like, Aaron Hicks, they gave him seven years, 70 million. I could have told you from the very beginning I thought that contract sucked. And it has. It's totally sucked. Just like him. For some godforsaken reason, they gave it to him. And who gave it to him? Cashman. Cashman had to go to Hal and say, hey, Hal, we want to do this. And Hal gave the okay. At the end of the day, that's Brian Cashman's fault. You know, and Howell's come out and talked about, yes, the players need to be better, the players need to be better. That's great. But at the end of the day, what does that mean? Who is the person bringing in the friggin' players? Who is the, who is the person that is sitting there and saying, listen, I think we could get this guy from Texas for, you know, a bag of baseballs and a couple of tacos to be named later. You know, like, that's Cashman. That's the general manager that's going to Howell and saying, look, we could do such and such and such. And to me, you know, this is the scenario again now. You know, he Brian Cashman had, was uh, doing a press conference today. He said himself, he's like, um, Aaron Boone is a work in progress. What the hell does that mean? He's been managing the team for years. He's a work in progress. Well, when the hell is there going to be progress? Well, when is the friggin' work going to end? To whereas he's, you know, he, he said he was one of the better managers in baseball this year, uh, right now. He's the, one of the better managers in baseball right now. Really? He is? In what world are you living in? How could you say that when he's a work in progress? It doesn't make any sense. So like I said, I think it's been, he, he, uh, 
Brian Cashman sold a can of BS, a can of whoop ass, or whatever the hell you want to call it. He sold it to Hal and said, look, this is what I think. I think we need to bring Aaron Boone back. Well, Aaron Boone's a puppet anyway. We know that. You know, the front office is running the show. And all the analytical bozos, they're running the friggin' show. Aaron Boone ain't running the goddamn show. There's no doubt about it. But again, if Hal's sitting there talking about the players need to be better, then what? Then who is responsible for these screw-ups? And for the mistakes, it's freaking Brian Cashman. So to me, again, you get rid of Cashman, you start with a fresh slate there, and you bring in a manager that that GM wants... And you start with that philosophy. And it's not to say that that philosophy is going to work. There's a chance that it won't. There's a very good chance it won't. I mean, granted, the Yankees can make more mistakes than other teams. Because they have such a a monumental payroll every single season. But regardless... You know, you have to, I mean, you signed Derek Garrett Cole for $36 million a year. You have Chapman making like 15 or 16. You have Stanton making a gazillion. You know, you have LeMahieu making $18 million a year. You have Hicks making $10 million. Judge is going to get a big contract if he ever sticks around with the Yankees. But again, you know... I've preached this a number of times. They needed to change the philosophy of this team. You know, front office, manager, etc. And to me, that starts with Hal. You know, Hal is the friggin' one responsible. He signs the checks. He authorizes spending the money on such and such. So, to me, you know, it just, it all boils down to that there's leadership lacking with this organization. A lack of leadership. And you know what? When you have a lack of leadership, it leads to failure. And it leads to problems. And problems just to continue to accumulate. I mean, look at the Mets. The Mets had Wilpon, the Wilpons running the show for how many years, and the Met fans, and I know, because I've, I'm friends with many of them, who said that the Wilpons were, you know, poison, basically. And that, again, it's a lack of leadership. And right now, again, when you think about it, and George had won, you know, led the Yankees to seven championships, and I know... You know, there was plenty of good and there was also plenty of bad with him. You know, with all the managerial changes and this, but he, and he was never afraid to call out a player in the media and this and that. I mean, you know, whatever Hal has said about the players need to be better, that was basically, you know, crumbs compared to what George used to say back in the day about the players not performing up to their contract. I mean, you name it, he talked about them. And he didn't care. And you know what? He shouldn't care. Why should he care? 
The players should respect him. And he obviously expected them to play up to a level that would be that would make Yankee fans happy. And right now, if you're a Yankee fan, I mean, can you say that you're happy right now? Never mind the fact they brought Aaron Boone back. You know, Yankee fans are accustomed obviously to success. And yes, we've won they've won obviously a ton of championships. But twelve years feels like, you know. A lot longer than that. And I said this yesterday, but the the other day about the Giants. You know, the ten years feels like a hundred. You know, the Yankees have had only a couple of these type of droughts in their history. I mean, prior to become to moving into Yankee Stadium, you know, when they were the Highlanders, and then they became the Yankees. And they were playing in the Polo Grounds up until nineteen twenty three. Then, of course, you go to 1965 to 1975, where, you know, those were some real dark days. That was the end of the Mick, and basically the beginning of the month, the Thurman Munson era. And then, of course, 1982 to 1990, uh, well, the 94 season, which obviously was canceled because of the strike. And those were the years that George was, you know, Ruling with an iron fist and not listening to the front office, per se. And now, these last 12 years, and granted, they've had many playoff appearances. They've had, obviously, a winning season every single season. They've had some trips almost to the World Series over the course of the last 12 years. But they haven't gotten there. And, you know... Again, Yankee fans demand success. But we also demand some intelligence at this point. And to me, again, you look at social media today, 9 out of every 10 Yankee fans are saying, what the hell are they doing bringing Aaron Boone back? But I gave you that scenario before, and if the Yankees ever crumbled in 2022, and Cashman's contract is up, what is Hal going to do? Is he going to blink? And is he going to bring Brian Cashman back? Or is he going to finally rule with an iron fist like his father did and decide that now we need to have a philosophy change? But to me, if he goes that route, to me it's hypocritical because then what the hell did you bring Aaron Boone back for? That to me means that you should never have done that. should have never have done that. So I think the the move today was obviously not a good move. And I hope I'm wrong. But I don't believe I am. I think I'm right on this. And again, as I said, you bring that scenario into play next year and the Yankees stink and they don't even make the playoffs, let's say for instance. What is that going to say if you bring out if you bring back Brian Cashman after that? So I don't I don't it, it, I'm just very, I'm, I'm really aggravated. I'm really aggravated with this move today. I don't think it was the right move. And do I have confidence right now when you look at this Yankee roster and you look at Cashman with the type of things that he needs to decide on? When you're talking about, you know, Gary Sanchez 
Do you bring him back? Do you just sign him and then trade him? He's only got one year of arbitration left. Do you bring Anthony Rizzo back? What do you do with Gleyber Torres? What do you do with shortstop? What do you do with third base? You know, what are you doing with LeMayu? Are you putting him at third? Are you putting him at first? Are you putting him back at second if you trade Glaber? You know, what are you doing with Aaron Judge? Are you going to resign him to a long-term deal? He's only got one more year of arbitration. You're stuck with that stiff Aaron Hicks in center field for, for like four more years. You know, Brett Gardner is going to friggin' be back next year in one way, shape, or form, somehow, some way. You know, what do you do with Joey Gallo? What do you do with Clint Frazier, who's got this dizziness thing going on? I don't know what's going on with him. Hopefully he's okay. You know, you're stuck with Stanton making a gazillion dollars. So, you know, I mean, hey, as long as he's on the field playing 130, 140 games, he's going to produce. But again, he takes away flexibility. And Garrett Cole, obviously, he's making a gazillion dollars himself. But what the hell are you doing with the rest of this rotation? What are you doing about, is Severino going to be in the rotation? He should be, obviously. Is Herman back in the rotation? The only other guy you could guarantee is going to be in the rotation pretty much is, is Montgomery. But he's not a number two starter. So what the hell do you do there? You got to get a number two. Because, you know, obviously Cole's your number one. But you need another horse at the top. So I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to try to maybe make a trade for a controllable contract type of guy. I don't know. But there are a ton of decisions to make right now with this with this team. And how could sit there and talk about the players should have done this, should have done that? Well, they didn't. And they haven't. And right now, when you look at the Red Sox, and the Red Sox are two wins away from the World Series, if you're a Yankee fan, you're totally disgusted. And I know they play in Houston, and you hate them too. But as a Yankee fan, you know, seeing Boston have this type of success, you could say to yourself, man, if only the Yankees did this and the Yankees did that. Well, the bottom line is they haven't. And now it's 12 years of no World Series appearance and counting. And to me, until the philosophy changes, starting from the top, the very top, with how, and working its way down, you're going to see more and more and more of the same. And I wish, like hell, I wish like hell, like all the other Yankee fans out there, that we had George around right now. It's not to be, of course. You know, he's long gone. But I miss the days, you know, of, of him speaking his mind and not giving a crap about what anybody else says or, or thought of him or anything of that nature. And he needs to be in the Hall of Fame, by the way. George Steinbrenner. There is no reason at this point, and I understand he got suspended twice from baseball and this and that, the Howie Spira thing, the Richard Nixon thing in the 1970s. I understand all that. The guy won, The guy was the leader 
for seven championships. Seven. If you could sit there and talk about, well, we should put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame, and he should be in there too, by the way. Then sure as hell you need to put the boss in. Into Cooperstown. That's where he belongs. And he deserves it. But as far as his son goes right now, he could kiss my ass because I'm friggin' I am I, I'm I'm pissed off with this. I'm totally pissed off. Why is Aaron Boone back and why is Brian Cashman sticking around? You know, do, do we do we really have to go through next year maybe the Yankees do tank and they win like 85 games or whatever and then Cashman gets fired? Well, does that mean what is what happens with Boone? I mean, do us Yankee fans have to root quote-unquote root for that to happen in order for them to do something? To finally press the freaking reset button? Is that what we need to have happen with this damn team? How? You know, once and for all, we want to see a freaking championship. I'm tired of watching the freaking Red Sox win. 2004, 2007, 2013, 2018. I'm tired of this crap. I don't want to see this friggin' team win anymore. I want to see us friggin' get back to the mountaintop and win a damn championship. When is that going to happen, Hal? It sure as heck ain't going to happen when you're doing stupid crap like this and bringing Boone back and keeping Cashman around to screw things up even more. I'll be back tomorrow. I have to do my NBA preview tomorrow. I'll be doing some over-unders as well. For the 2021-22 season. Two games going on tonight. Bucks and the Nets. Followed by the Warriors and the Hollywood Fakers. Both those games on TNT. Dodgers and the Braves going at it right now in game three of the NLCS. Astros and the Red Sox going for game number four. So those uh, those are going on right now. I'll sprinkle in a little NFL tomorrow also. Recap week number six. And uh, also uh, talk about that Monday night game yesterday between Buffalo and Tennessee, which was quite a surprise actually, seeing Tennessee pull that game out. I don't fault McDermott. With the move at the end, going for it and fourth down from where he was, I would have done the same thing. But I'll talk more about that tomorrow. In the meantime, if you're a leader out there and or you own a business or you run a team or whatever that may be, think like George. Breathing first, and winning, winning is next. Breathing first, and winning is next. And that's the way it needs to be. And with Howe right now, I don't have that belief whatsoever in him. Talk to you tomorrow.